Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 52 of Walk On Radio, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals hump. You had a really fun weekend. How are you feeling? Dalton, I'm good. Um, episode 52, obviously excited about that. But yeah, good weekend. Uh, Bearcats pick up a big win at the Stripes. We're going to get into that in a second. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a good weekend of college football. Lots of uh, lots of upsets. NFL was fun. Uh, our two teams got wins. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, great great weekend of football. Let's jump right into it. We have a big game coming up this weekend. But of course, we got to talk about last weekend. Big game against UCA Central Arkansas. We got the win, forty-five to thirty-five. It started off really good. Got kind of rough. It started off through. as good as it could have possibly started, to tell you the truth. And then you know the UCA's offense came out to play. Their receivers are not to play with. But we got the win at the end. So Hump, talk to me about it. How'd you feel? And uh, you know, talk to me about the game. Yeah, I, like I said, it started off as as good as it could have possibly started. Uh, I think we got up fourteen to nothing in two drives. Obviously, as an offense and a defense, that's what you hope. Um, at one point it was 31 to seven, I believe. Um, you know, obviously I wish that we wouldn't have given up, um, as many points in the third quarter that we did. And, uh, it got within three points at one point. Uh, but we knew that coming out of halftime, central Arkansas was going to put up a fight. If you remember, you know, unfortunately two years ago in 2019 at the stripes, Sam Houston blew a 16 point lead. Uh, and so kind of, I, I think honestly that helped us because, in the locker room, we, we we were very, you know, I would say locked in because we had been in that same that same boat before, and, and they did come back on us. Uh, but, yeah, you know, you talk about those two receivers. I would argue that, that those two are as good as we will face uh, throughout the entirety of the year, including anyone that we would play in the playoffs. Uh, Lawan Winningham and Tyler Hudson, you know, they – they were freaky athletes. I mean, they, they they certainly put UCA's offense on their back and uh, got them back in that game. Well, something that gets talked about a lot this season was the Sam Houston State offense and their running game. Well, today, or that game, kind of became the passing game again. We saw Eric Smith get four touchdowns. Dequez Ezzard got a couple. Cody Crest. So it looked good overall. Ramon still had a really good game. Our offensive line did well. And then the defense came out, especially with, like you said, the two All-American receivers. You got to be able to cover them. We did a good job. Hump, let me ask you this. You know, your rankings teams, UCA just lost to the number one team. They were ranked. What do you think? Does does that deserve them to be bumped down? Should they fall off the rankings completely? Remember, they just lost to the last national champions. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to look at it, though. And I, and they've played tough teams. They played an FBS school. They played Missouri State, who was a playoff team in the spring. Uh, Pine Bluff and then Sam Houston, the defending national champs. But they're one and three, Dalton. Uh, one and three, you can't be ranked. I mean, you can't you can't have three losses out of four weeks and, and expect to be ranked. You know, as far as Sam Houston's ranking goes, you know, you could make a case that okay, they won by ten points, they gave up a big lead, but if you watch the game, it wasn't it, it really wasn't as close as the score was. Uh, Sam Houston pretty much dominated that game uh, from start to finish. Obviously, a little bit of a hiccup in the third quarter, but from a ranking standpoint, Sam Houston is uh, is definitely number one, rightfully so. Well, unless we see Central Arkansas in the playoffs, this is going to be the last time Sam Houston plays them. Uh, it was really fun. It was a nice little rivalry going on. But uh, speaking of rivalries, Hump, next week's game or this week's game is a big one. The Battle of Piney Woods, we're back. 
finally back in NRG. COVID is over, as we know of. So, Hump, talk to me about Pineywood and how big of a game this is. Well, Dalton, uh, it's a big game, obviously, because it's a rivalry. But, I, you know, the longest-running rivalry in the state of Texas, 95th uh, matchup between Sam Houston and Stephen F., uh, it's huge. And, you know, I think I think that if you haven't experienced it in person, I think that it is definitely something that, that you should experience uh, because it's a, it's an incredible atmosphere. And the, the tailgating before is is incredible. You know, there's lots of lots of little things that – Leading up to the to the game at the end of the week uh, are all make it make it fun. You know, it's it's here. It's SFA Hate Week. Obviously, on their campus, it's Sam Houston Hate Week. Uh, you know, they're the purple school uh, down the road, and just just little things like that. I mean, you know, you've got Ohio State, Michigan. You've got you've got Army Navy. You've got Texas OU. And and for FCS, this is that level. This is this is that level. There's going to be thirty thousand people uh, in the stands at NRG Stadium come Saturday. Uh, and it's it's going to be a great game. So one of our first ever episodes, it was kind of coming up to the Piney Woods, and of course we didn't get to play it, but I asked this question, and we have a lot of new viewers. So, Hump, the first time playing in Piney Woods and being in NRG Stadium, how was it? I know you've played the star before, correct? So I think you've been in the big game no, atmosphere. Not the star, but I have played at uh, AT&T. Yeah, yes. so you, you've been in the NFL stadiums, but... Playing in you know the rivalry game, Sam Houston. How was it first stepping onto the field at NRG? You know it's awesome. Uh, obviously, when you walk out of the tunnel the first time uh, out of an NFL stadium, it seems just gigantic. Um, but you know, I think you settle in. Obviously, it's pretty loud just because of how many people are there. But you know, it, it kind of has that playoff atmosphere as far as, as far as intensity goes. Like you can. You can just you kind of get chill sometimes, you know, and, and we've talked about it before on, on older podcasts. But, you know, something that Sam Houston does that I think is is a really cool tradition is uh, when we run out of the tunnel, the tunnel is actually lined with uh, former Sam Houston football players. And so, you know, for me, like just seeing guys that had had been here before me, uh, you know, even I hope I hope this year if, if they do it, you know, I don't know with COVID if they will or not, but. It would be cool to see like guys like Hunter Brown and and you know Tucker Addington, Royce C, Woody Brandom, got guys like that that I played with, that you played with uh, when we were freshmen. Uh, it, it, that would just that would be pretty neat. Yeah, I remember first when you get off the bus and you get yes. onto the stadium. Not even when the crowds there, you just get to step on the field for a little bit, walk around, gotta get used to the turf. It was crazy. It was so surreal and how deep it was, how big it was. This was the first time I've ever been in the NFL stadium as a player. And then, of course, like you said, when you run out with the alumni, with the former players, and the crowd's going crazy. Look, this is an NFL stadium, but the fans pack the house. And, of course, it's a little bit more orange than purple, but I'm thinking this year with them being, you know, the fall champions, air quotes, this might be a big packed house game, especially with COVID being over and this game coming back finally. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a big game. Hump, give me a little review on it. We talked about you know the memories and think how important this is, but we still got to talk about the game. So talk to me about this. Give me your preview and what do you think this game's going to go? Well, you know, to touch on the uh, the attendance um, aspect, I think that there's a real shot that that this one could break some attendance records. Uh, and the reason I say that is because you've got Sam Houston who just won the national championship. You've got SFA who is. Uh, they, they've had lots more success of recent. Uh, they, the two haven't played each other in, in two years. Uh, and, you know, I hate to say it, but you've got the Colby Carthel aspect. And, and you know, he, he's obviously very, very active on social media. And, and that, gets, that gets the fans going. I mean, I, I think that SFA is going to bring a better showing than they have 
in in the past, in the last nine years. Nine years, Dalton. Uh-oh. Any, anything special with that number? Uh-oh. Uh, nine, nine wins in a row for Sam Houston. But, you know, I definitely expect it to be a vast majority of uh, of a sea of orange. If you remember in the playoffs, that's that's what the uh, the term was for, for home playoff games, sea of orange. Uh, so I'm hoping, hoping it's that way. But, yeah, Dalton, to get into the the actual football game itself, it's going to be a good game. It's a rivalry game. Uh, whether, whether, you know, Ohio State is, is leaps and bounds, 10 times better than Michigan, it seems like they always give them a game. And I, and I don't think that that's the case right here. I think SFA is – I think they're good this year. Uh, I think that they – you know, Colby Carthel has really changed that program uh, recruiting. Uh, he, he, he's given that program hope. Uh, something that they haven't had in the last decade, and so I definitely think that they are going to be ready to play. Uh, but we will too. You know, it's it's just it's the next game on our schedule. Obviously, every every week is a big week uh, because eventually we're trying to become uh, the the two time national champions. And if you if you want to complete that, every game on your schedule has to be a big one, not just because it's a rivalry game. Yeah, I've talked about SFA a lot, and I've been high on them. And, of course, you can't really say a lot because really they're for rival. the last two years, honestly. I know. I've been big fans of them. And this is the thing. This is going to be the big matchup for this game is the Sam Houston offensive line versus the SFA defensive line. They have some studs. I think it's a couple former five-star recruits. There's some big boys. And our offensive line has improved a lot. So I'm really excited to see that matchup uh, and how Ramon Jefferson is going to run around. It's going to be fun. You talked about Kobe Carthel. He's been crazy on Twitter. I know you saw the tweet about spring champions versus fall champions it's a cool little concept it's a cool thing to think about so uh you know maybe put both trophies on the line that's a little <laughs> funny thing but it's exciting i can't wait to be back in nrg with all the fans and also a tradition that we haven't talked about which is really cool is the fireworks uh at sam houston we have a lot of people come they they burn some stuff yep fire fest it's yep. really fun we get to go out on the field in our jerseys and watch the fireworks at night just traditions like that is really fun i'm excited they gave a they gave a t-shirt out uh, I think our maybe freshman year or sophomore year, and it's a purple shirt, uh, and it says, "This is what a winner looks like in purple." Oh, Sam Houston, which oh actually no. that's pretty funny. That that's pretty funny. funny. That's pretty funny. But a lot on the line, ten wins in a row. That is uh, that's important for us. But uh, we got to get through this game. This is a tough team to beat, and I'm excited, man. And we're playing at NRG. But Hump, of course, next up, we got to talk about some rankings. Some things moved around. You know, we beat a ranked team. Some people happened. So Hump, let's start with FCS, of course, because FCS is the best. Has anything changed? Are we still with you, number one? It's kind of top five. Nothing uh, Nothing moved around. Go, go on and tell me. Man, the top five, uh, actually the top probably six or seven, uh, no change. You know, you've got your normal five, Sam Houston one, South Dakota State two, James Madison, Montana, and coming in at number five, North Dakota State. Eastern Washington is six, and seven is your beloved Salukis. Uh, now the new team in the top ten is uh, UC Davis. Well, and, big, uh, uh, big game big, that they Big had. win that, that, that they had. And, and you and I both called that. Uh, I actually watched it on the bus on the way home from Conway, Arkansas. And so that was that was a big win. They went in the last seconds of that game. We'll get into it in a little bit. But, yeah, you know, not a lot of change at the top. Uh, but we did have, some, uh, did, ha- did have some ranked upsets. Well, let me tell you something, too. With this next game that we're having this week in our pick'em. The ranks could be moved around a lot. We have some two big matchups that could that could mess some things up, and even even the Piney Woods, you never know. But this could uh, this could be really big. Hump, moving on to the FBS, you got your normal teams, you got your Alabamas, you got your Oregon's. Anything? Uh, I know. I, mean, I don't want to talk about it now, but 
My beloved Aggies. Yeah, whatever. We're, we'll talk about that later. Our, our beloved Aggies is a is a strong word. Your beloved Aggies. Uh, I called this. I, I I sought it out from the beginning of the season. A and M never lives up to uh, any type of hype that they're given. Uh, you know, you can come at me with oh, their quarterback was hurt. I don't care. I don't care. That's a normal Aggie thing to do. Woo pig suey. Uh, Arkansas gets the dub. Can't wait to talk about that one. Speaking of Arkansas, which we're going to discuss later, but my goodness, what, all of what a, sudden, a run. All of a sudden, uh, the uh, the old Razorbacks are uh, very relevant. So talking about A&M, and I got to ask this question to make sure my, my picks can still last. Is there a chance? Let's say Arkansas goes on this run. And, and I'll, go ahead, I'll go ahead and interrupt you. No, there's no chance. Not, uh, not at all. They, Even if Arkansas finishes maybe two or three. Well, the, pro- <laughs> the problem is... You're forgetting a key component in this. Al, uh, A&M still has to play Alabama. Uh, and I think Arkansas does too. Yeah, no, they do. Uh, and you still got the SEC championship. So A&M is definitely behind the eight ball at this point. Uh, I think Florida is still relevant. I think Florida is really good. Uh, but, boy, it's going to be a tough mountain to climb for the Aggies to get to the college football playoff. I don't see it happening. Uh, but, you know, I guess you do make a good point. You know, what if Arkansas does get a big win this weekend over Georgia? All of a sudden, you know, maybe that's not a bad loss for A&M. A&M gets uh, Haynes King back. Maybe they can make something shake, but uh, I wouldn't count on it. Another team we've talked about weeks and weeks is Oklahoma. And, man, Oklahoma just does not look very elite anymore. And they're ranked sixth. They're still undefeated. But what do we think, Hump? Is Oklahoma, are they going to finish out this season strong, (laughs) and are they going to make the Final Four? Again, I think maybe I said this last week, but it's really just a matter of time before they lose. I don't think it's if they'll lose. I think it's when they'll lose. Uh, You know, they play K-State this weekend, uh, and that's a game game that it seems like K-State is always knocking off the top Big 12 team, whether it be Texas, whether it be Oklahoma, Iowa State, whoever, but... Yeah, I just and you know what about Spencer Rattler? Uh, obviously, I've had some choice words for Spencer Rattler in the past. Apparently, uh, Norman, Oklahoma, has had some oh. choice words for for Spencer Rattler this weekend. They're chanting the backup quarterback's name. Obviously, you don't want to see that for a kid, but man, tough tough scene, tough scene to be a Sooner. Man, talking about tough scene, tough scene to be a Sooner, tough scene to be a Clemson Tiger. Oh, Another team we need to talk about. Now they're still ranked. I don't know how. I, they should be. I don't know why. And this is coming from the guy that picked DJ, I don't care what his last name is anymore, <laughs> to win the Heisman, and, and coming from a guy that picked Clemson to win the national championship. How I mean, goofy. Foolish. I mean, how, not, how goofy. Not only Clemson, but we also picked Ohio State, another team that's very disappointing. Now, new quarterback comes in, does a good job. We'll have to see. But going back to Clemson, let me, let me ask you about Clemson. Is the dynasty dead? And was Trevor Lawrence that good? Okay, so that's what I was going to say. I don't want to say that the dynasty is dead. Uh, as long as they have Dabo Sweeney, I think Clemson's going to be fine. Uh, and, okay, they are in the ACC. This could just very well be a down year, and next year they can get back to the power that they were. But I do want to touch on the second thing you said, and the answer is clearly yes. Trevor Lawrence was that good. Travis Etienne was that good. Obviously, those two were masking any deficiency that, that Clemson's offense had. Uh, because I think right now DJ Ungulele clearly has no confidence. Uh, when, when I when I watch the highlights, when I see him, you know, try to make big throws, try to try to make something happen, I, I feel like there's a obvious lack of confidence because it's not a lack of talent. Uh, the dude, the dude's obviously gifted. He he's he's a freak of nature, uh, size wise, athleticism. Uh, but there's just no there's no confidence there, and I don't think I don't even know if Clemson wins the ACC this year. To tell you the truth, I don't know. So who, so who would you put? It's tough. Is it NC State? 
I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. I I mean, obviously, with North Carolina having Sam Howell, they have a shot. Uh, Virginia Tech, they beat North Carolina, so you got to give them a shot. But the ACC has no hope to make the college football playoff. That that is that is that that ship has sailed. Okay, so with Spencer Rattler gone, DJ Ungalele pretty much gone. Who who's the Heisman winner right now? If you had to say right now, who's your Heisman winner? Man, I you know I've had this had this conversation with you a million times. I think the Heisman Trophy is semi a team award, uh, and and what I mean by that is the best player on the best team should get a considerable amount of attention uh, for the Heisman. And right now, that's Bryce Young for for Alabama quarterback for Alabama, you know. But I would say second place, I'd say behind him is who Alabama is matching up against this weekend, and that's quarterback from Ole Miss, Matt Corral. Uh, that dude. I mean, I don't know. I, I I have a weird time saying that that Ole Miss has a Heisman favorite right now, uh, but Lane Kiffin, you know, he's got it rolling. Uh, and if I had to pick a third guy, Dalton, call me boss. But but you check the stat, the stats. You check the 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 amount of output, the amount of the amount of weight that is on his shoulders for this school. But Bijan Robinson, Bijan. Every every time the dude touches the ball, he goes and scores. Every time, I mean, every game he's touching the ball thirty times a game. And, and and thirty times a game, it seems like he's doing something crazy. And I know they played Texas Tech this weekend, but man, how do you how do you ignore what Bijan Robinson has been able to do thus far? I feel bad asking this question because I feel like we ask it every week. But Texas did put up seventy against Texas Tech. Okay, <laughs> but they found the quarterback. It seems like Casey Thompson. Does that mean that Texas is back? Yeah, I, 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 they're not back because every time I say that, they're coming. They, they're on they, the way. They're coming. They're on the way. I like that. Uh, Casey Thompson. I personally, I had no problem with Hudson Card, and you called the Hudson Card thing. And it's not that he's not talented, but I had a hard time believing that they could bench Casey Thompson, not bench him, but not not put him as QB one after the bowl game performance that he put up last year in the Alamo Bowl when Sam Ellinger went out with an injury. But it just seems like when he's on the field, you know, he, he probably doesn't make, I don't know, he doesn't make incredible throws. He's not really a great runner, but Texas scores. Texas is able to put up points when he's on the field. He's able to distribute it to Jordan Winnington, Bijan Robinson, and all the other playmakers on the field. So, yeah, Texas is very much in the Big Big 12 hunt. Uh, I, I watched a lot of Oklahoma football this year for whatever reason. Uh, and I think Texas is definitely better than OU right now. It's going to be a fun game. It might be closer than a lot of people think, or Texas could blow it. You know how they are. It kind of goes either way. But let's get in some some scores of FBS and, of course, FCS, starting off with Iowa State versus Baylor. Okay, we need to talk about Baylor real quick because all of a sudden Baylor is a threat, not only for the Big 12, but they're undefeated. I need to mention this because this was a hot take at the house. We were watching a football game, former or former – Texas State tackle, now Sam Houston tackle, Reese Jordan. His hot take was, Baylor, make it in the Final Four. Huh? <laughs> what do you think? I know that fourth spot is kind of open right now with Cincinnati, with some other teams. Maybe, you know, some people going in there. Did don't. I hear you say Cincinnati? I don't want to say it. It should be Texas A&M. But is Baylor an option now? Uh, of course they're an option. You know, they're undefeated at the moment. Uh, but but <laughs> let's not forget, they still have... Still have to go through Texas. Still have to go through OU. Still, they have Oklahoma State this weekend. Uh, haven't played TCU yet. Uh, so let's let's pump the brakes on the old uh, old, old Sikkim Bears talk right now. But but I am impressed. Obviously, what are they four and zero or three and zero? Four and zero. That's that's big time. That's big time. So definitely a threat. 
Uh, but let's let's pump the brakes on the college football playoff talk. All right, I got two pickums for you right now. Baylor. These hypothetical. Oh yeah, my favorite. Baylor versus Arkansas. Baylor versus Michigan. Well, Baylor versus Arkansas. I I think Texas is better than Baylor. Uh, and we saw how that went, uh, Texas versus the SEC, Arkansas. So give me Arkansas against Baylor. Uh, Michigan versus Baylor. I, I don't want to jump on the Michigan train because I know that they'll disappoint me. Uh, and who knows? Maybe maybe this is truly a down year for Ohio State, and, and they're going to get them. Uh, but I'm still going to take Michigan over Baylor. Uh, like I said, I don't, I don't think Baylor's strength of schedule is all that impressive at the moment. Uh, but when they run the gauntlet, uh, or I say gauntlet, when they play the meat of the Big 12, I wouldn't call that a gauntlet, uh, but when they play the meat of the Big 12, we will then reassess what I think of the Baylor Bears. I'm telling you, I'm so excited for Michigan, uh, Ohio State. I'm just cheering for Michigan. I want them I to win it out, Michigan. man. They just I, I'm a big Jim Harbaugh guy, and I want him to succeed. So is, he, fi- is he fired with a loss? I've asked you this before, yes. but is, is he gone if, with a if loss? If he doesn't, they could go on this undefeated run, but if they lose a Ohio State, you he's think, gone. You think if they win every game this season but lose to Ohio State, he's gone? I okay, love maybe, that. Maybe I love that, it. Maybe that was a little you, crazy. you got to beat your rival, though. That's, a, that's a big and part of being And especially because he hasn't won a game against them yet, it, it's, it makes it bad. That's painful. Moving on, next up we have Iowa versus Colorado State, twenty-four to fourteen. Hum, this doesn't look like a top five team to me yet. But Iowa Hawkeyes, fullback you, tight end you, they're getting it done, getting wins. They got to hang on. They got to keep winning if they want to stay up there. You know who beat Colorado State a lot worse than that? South Dakota State. Uh oh. Yeah. Fear the FCS. Yeah. yeah, I saw I saw a tweet about that, um, talking about you know how how good does this make the Jackrabbits. And I agree. That's that's a good look. I won't lie. That's let, a good look. Let me tell you, Iowa versus South Dakota State would be some that hard nose running. Uh, that would be maybe the meatiest offensive line <laughs> battle uh, in 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 all of the nation. I would uh, I would have all eyes on that game. <laughs> right. Uh, next up, we have UCLA at Stanford. UCLA is kind of wishy washy at this point, but they played Stanford, which kind of fell off the radar. Thirty-five to twenty-four, UCLA gets to win. Next up, we have Oklahoma State at Kansas State. This is another Big 12 team we need to talk about. Oklahoma State is undefeated right now. I don't know if they're going to be the team to make the run, but uh, how do you feel about the Cowboys? Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about them uh, for Pick'em today. A little, little sneak peek. Oops, excuse me. A um, little sneak peek, uh, but Oklahoma State versus Baylor this weekend, that is a big one. Obviously, as far as Big 12 goes, as far as being undefeated goes, uh, but yeah, I can't, uh, can't wait to talk about that one. That's exciting. And the next one up is Humps Ducks. Of course, Oregon gets to win over Arizona, 41-19. Look, it doesn't matter. They beat Arizona, but Oregon, still number three. They're moving up. It didn't look great, though. For a little while, uh, especially a team that just lost to Northern Arizona, uh, and obviously we know Northern Arizona because we played them week one. Not very good, uh, but good enough to beat a bad Arizona team. They hung around with Oregon for about three-ish quarters, we watched that on the way back uh, from Conway. Oregon's a real deal, uh, and I, you know, I think before the season, I'll admit, uh, I I kind of optimistically picked Oregon to to make the college football playoff uh, because I, I'm I'm tired of seeing the same four teams, and so I felt like Oregon, if there was going to be a wild card team, Oregon could do it. Obviously, right now that pick is looking solid, but now I feel like that that this is reality. I think Oregon is legit. Uh, you know, as they've, they've got dudes on defense. Uh, you've got Noah Sewell. You've got Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, and then their rushing attack, you know, led by C.J. Verdell is just, man, 
that guy is awesome. I mean, talk about talk about a Heisman dark horse. Who knows? You, you, I mean, Oregon's number three right now. They've they've obviously catapulted up after the Ohio State win. But yeah, a guy like C.J. Verdell is is really playing well. A game I'm really excited for, and this is in the future, maybe if playoffs happen, is Oregon versus Georgia. That is something that could be interesting. A big hard-nosed Georgia defense. Big defense. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. Oregon, cheering for your ducks. That'll make uh, not only you look good, but walk on radio and our takes look really good because <laughs> we both struggled this year, so we need something good to happen. I haven't really struggled, to be honest with you. I've said Clemson, and that's about it. I mean, you've I mean, had A&M. Let's, let's had, wait till the NFL happens. You've had... I'm doing fine in NFL. I'm top three in picks right now, if you remember I'm not talking buddy. about pick them. I'm talking about maybe your, your MVP, maybe your Super Bowl. Yeah, let's talk about our Super Bowl. Okay, okay. How about that? Let's talk about your Super Bowl. It was stated that this was if Aaron Rodgers... We're talking about college football right now. We're talking about college Sorry, football. We we'll, gotta, we'll, we'll get into NFL in a little bit. We will talk about the GOAT later. Buddy. Next up, we have Notre Dame, Wisconsin, and Hump. You couldn't be more wrong. Notre Dame used oh, to I win. Oh, I did miss this one bad. Yeah, it was tough. Bad, Wisconsin, bad. Notre Dame looks good. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to say it. I want to I wanna say I'm sorry to all Irish people. <laughs> um, because I did I did miss this one. Uh, I, I didn't think Notre Dame was legit. I thought Wisconsin was better, and I was I was blatantly wrong. Uh, the 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 Irish were way better, and I think I think now all of a sudden, well, let me pump the brakes because uh, they do play my Cincinnati Bearcats this weekend. So I'm excited to pick that one. You know where I'm going in that one. You know where I'm going with that one. <laughs> but Notre Dame does look good. Uh, obviously, they're going to have to put up an impressive resume if they want to play in the college football playoff simply because their uh, their pass is not very good. Uh, you know what I'm excited for, Hump? I'm excited for Notre Dame to win and then get into the Final Four and then to lose and by then, maybe 50 or smoked. 60 at Alabama. You know, you never know. But uh, Notre Dame gets to win big over Wisconsin. Next up, we have uh, – this one's tough. I don't even want to say it out loud. Arkansas versus A&M. We kind of touched on it, but Arkansas gets to win 20-10. to 10. Arkansas, If I knew the chant – the the Wu Pig Suey chant, I would do it right now. I don't know it, but I would do it. Well, let me tell you, Arkansas. That's how, that's how hyped I was about not this. Not only does Arkansas look good, but if they can run this table, and this is a table, you talked about not a lot of meat, not much this of a gauntlet is the at the gauntlet. Big 12. This is a gauntlet for Arkansas. They have a bunch of big games coming up, and if they can win out, they deserve a spot in the Final Four. They will be over Cincinnati, over Notre Dame. They'll be in there. But, uh, man, look at Arkansas. And you said it, AM's pretty much. Maybe out of the Final Four. Maybe New Year's Six Bowl is coming their way, but they're close. They're almost there, just like Texas is coming. The Aggies are coming as well. We just got to gotta wait it out a little bit. Next up, we have Michigan. I always like talking about Michigan. They beat Rutgers 20-13. to 13. Let's not sleep on Rutgers. They had themselves a, a good start to the season. Big loss, but they're going to come back from a team that was awful to a team that is getting better. It, it, it's, good, it's a good look for them. And then next up, we have Michigan State beating Nebraska 23-20 to in overtime. Nebraska just can't get it done, Hump. Nebraska blew this one. Uh, I was watching it, and, and, and wholeheartedly, they gave this one away. Well, let me ask you this, and we've talked about this before, a kind of a question that's been asked. Scott Frost, Nebraska legend. He's, uh, he's not doing very well as a coach. Is, uh, could this be his last year? Probably. The, an- the answer is probably. It's and, hard. And, how, and how do you fire a Nebraska legend? That's like saying, uh, okay, Vince Young, Colt McCoy, come coach the Texas Longhorns just to uh, just to ultimately be fired. Uh, I feel like Scott Frost should do a lot better. Uh, I've actually been to Nebraska's facilities, and, and outside of being in Nebraska, which sucks, uh, what a what a boring state, to tell you the truth, but their campus is nice. Facilities are incredible. 
Uh, and, and their history is there. You know, they've got Heisman Trophy winners. They've won national championships. And I feel like being in the Big Ten, they, they definitely should compete. Uh, but right now, they are just – they're incredibly irrelevant. That's funny you said that. I've actually been in Nebraska, too, and it's really, really weird. It's like grass fields, corn, and then all of a sudden a massive Bam, university. big stadium. There, there's yeah. nothing else, too. Massive red stadium. Maybe some small towns around it, but it's just kind of sitting there. It's really cool. I don't know how they sell out because it's they a do. big old they, stadium. Well, I know how they sell out. It's the only thing in the state of Nebraska. <laughs> That's the only thing to do. You go to Nebraska, maybe North Dakota, North Dakota State. Uh, you know, all the little small states yeah. up there, they're all filling out. Uh, next up, we have Oklahoma and West Virginia. We talked about this a little bit. Oklahoma gets the win. They don't look very good. Spencer Rattler got booed at one point, but they're winning ugly. Winning is hard. Coach Keeler says it himself. And then finally, our FCS matchup. And this was a, this was a huge one. Uh, Weber State and UC Davis. We both picked UC Davis. Yep. And uh, we were right. So talking about this game uh, and uh, Weber State, are they, uh, are they frauds? Uh, I, I don't. Yeah, they're frauds. I, I was I was trying to think of something nice to say, uh, but but I called it. You know, I, I said that I watched the entire game of Weber and James Madison, and I don't like what I see out of Weber. I potentially think they will not make the playoffs. Um, wow, tough Big Sky schedule. I believe that Weber has Eastern Washington later in the year. Um, I don't know. They're going to be a bubble team for sure. Obviously, a loss to James Madison and a loss to UC Davis. Those are two top ten teams, but. There's only so many losses that you're that you're allowed to get uh, for the playoffs, and and I think that they're going to be the third, fourth, fifth place team in a solid conference. Don't know if that'll get it done, but yeah, man, this game was fun. UC Davis scores with I think give or take 22, 23 seconds to win this ball game at Weber. Uh, so yeah, fun game. Obviously, you and I both picked that. That one's cool for you. That's kind of your hometown team at one point in your life. Uh, and so, yeah, big uh, big win for the Aggies. Yeah, FCS games are always fun to watch. you got to watch FCS if you don't. Before we get on the fantasy and NFL hump. Well, you're missing one. Wait, you're missing one big FCS upset that we didn't talk about. What am I missing? Jacksonville State. Oh, Jacksonville my. State. Number nine ranked Jacksonville State. Whack. A-Sun Challenge member, Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State who beat Florida State. Yes, that Florida State just lost to UT Martin. Oh. Who? <laughs> who? You know, we, we've talked about Jacksonville State, and I've said this word to a lot of teams, but this is real-life wishy-washy. This is bad. Talk about just, I don't know who I am. Like, that's, that's who the Gamecocks are. They don't know that they're the Gamecocks. They don't, they don't know. I mean, Florida State, I don't, care what, I don't care what Florida State's team is this year or what they've been in the last five years. It's Florida State. It's one of the, it's one of the ten best programs in the history of college football. They, they beat them at, at Florida State. And then they turn around and lose to UT Martin. UT Martin, a team that's going to go middle, you know, probably 500 in, in the Ohio Valley Conference, which is a tough place to play. Which is not uh, <laughs> a big FCS conference. Uh, I, I think Sam would beat UT Martin by, you know, 25, 30 points, if I'm being honest. Well, uh, this, uh, this is a big shot for Jacksonville State and uh, – we're playing them. Yeah, so, no. I, what I, team do we do we scout for? Do we watch I, the Florida State game? Or do we watch the UT Martin game? I think that we go into it knowing that they can be one thing, and I guess hoping that they're another. Well, uh, I guess I almost spared them from embarrassment, but I'm no, glad you mentioned it. it. We got to talk about upsets, of course. And there's another team we got to talk about, and this isn't FCS. This isn't FBS. Oh, yes. This is the Stain Gang. Yes, this is Division Stain II Gang, football. Baby, our favorite Division II football team. So, Hump, give me the update. What's going on? Uh, did we get the big win? So, so Dalton, Midwestern State football, uh, Stain Gang. You know, shout out Austin Davis, our favorite Division II football player in the country. 
Uh, Stangang got a big win this weekend, Dalton, and it wasn't against their normal, you know, big-time ranked opponent like they've played in the last two weeks. They actually play Eastern New Mexico, which, from my prior knowledge of D2 football and the uh, the Lone Star Conference, Eastern New Mexico is not really all that great. Uh, they went in overtime at home, 31-21. Big win, 4-0. Uh, you got you to gotta, gotta assume that they're going to keep bumping up in the rankings. Uh, but Dalton... Another D2 school that I, that I want to bring up. And, Uh-oh, and, this and is this big is, news. This is big news. This is breaking news as of today as we're recording Offici- this. Officially breaking news. Yeah. Texas A&M Commerce is joining the Southland Conference to become the next Division I uh, athletics program in the great state of Texas. Now, it was kind of rumored earlier in the year, but it never really got done. But this is a good program. We can't – before, before Carthel left, they were winning a they lot won, of they, national they won, championships. They won, a, they won a national championship in 2017, yep. They won uh, a couple. No, they only won one. Really? It's 20 minutes from my front door. Uh-oh. Yeah, 20 minutes from my front door. Uh, I, my, my parents went to uh, East Texas State, which is now Texas A&M Commerce. Uh, obviously, that was a big deal for them. Cool following that. Uh, but, yeah, D1 football is uh, 20 minutes down the road, and I'm kind of hoping uh, um, I'm hoping that Sam Houston and, and Texas A&M Commerce you know, meet up in, in years to come because – you know, I'm going to be wearing my my giant ring uh, to to a Texas A&M Commerce game uh, 20 minutes down the road. Well, it's definitely interesting seeing that the Southland is is growing again after losing a lot of teams. Okay, hold on. Is the Southland growing or are they in in total panic mode? I definitely think they're they're be- trying to rebuild because they're because they're there's rumors that they're adding Texas Southern and Prairie View A&M and potentially another Division two school. So I don't know if growing is the right term because those are not. I would say that Texas A&M Commerce is a more ideal program addition than Texas Southern and Prairie View A&M. Just, just, from, the, just from the sheer uh, you know, success that they've had in their level uh, of play. You know, obviously, I know Texas A&M Commerce has been playing Division Two, but across all sports, they, they've been doing pretty well. Don't know if I can say the same for Prairie View A&M and Texas Southern, uh, but you know, at least the Southland's trying. There's been rumors that McNeese is potentially leaving for the Atlantic Sun or potentially the WAC. Mm, uh-oh. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There, there's there's a lot happening in realignment in these days. Well, yeah, we've we've seen the realignment in FBS, but now it's happening in the FCS uh, with us going to the WAC in the Southland, trying to grab as many people as they can. You know, they gotta they gotta rebuild if they want to stay afloat. I have to keep an eye on that and see if any more teams get on there. But Hump, enough of college football. It's time to get in the NFL. But of course, before the NFL, it's your time. It's your, uh, it's your little fantasy corner. I will start it off with my team. We lost again. And uh, the person that we played is probably going to win fantasy football because he had the uh, highest score of the week. He, uh, he absolutely smoked me. Um, we got to rebuild. James White had a hip injury and kind of kicked me out of the running for, for fantasy that week. But uh, we're going to rebuild. Team tight end is good. So, Hump, this is your time. Fantasy corner. Let's get into it. As far as... Uh... You know, obviously, fantasy football. Uh, I, I told you last week that fantasy football giveth and fantasy football taketh. Oh, I heard about this one. This is this is tough. Don, right now it's taketh. It's it's taketh it to to another level. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I lose the number one pick uh, in the league, Christian McCaffrey, on Thursday night. We're sitting in the hotel room uh, in Conway, Arkansas, and when I tell you the amount of disappointment and sadness that uh, just 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 I was filled with. Watching the Panthers play and watching Christian McCaffrey pull his hamstring, pain. That's all I have to say. Now, is Christian on your your hometown fantasy team or your walk on team? So as much as I as much as I love the walk on radio fantasy football league, 
It's not the most important league in my life. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. My my home league of eleven years is definitely a lot more important to me. And uh, Chris McCaffrey happens to be my star player on that team. So so definitely a tough blow there. Now you know we don't want to give away too much strategy because I know your friends watch and listen to it and don't want to give anything up. But what is the strategy going forward now that you don't have your number one pick and you definitely have to rebound if you want to continue this streak uh, and, and eventually win? So so I lost this week. Uh, lost a close one, and and considering that I had a incredible uphill climb uh, from Christian McCaffrey, not only did he get hurt, he got hurt early, and so he didn't put up any points. I was behind the eight ball for the rest of the weekend. I ended up losing, sitting at one and two. Uh, Dalton, I, I really so I did I did get some good news today. I, I found out that Christian McCaffrey is is looking to only be out this week and next week, so two games. It's just you know it's two games. Uh, I'm just going to have to play damage control. I think, I think I've got a, a pretty strong bench and so I'm just going to have to hope I choose correctly, uh, and, and hope that, hope that my, my boys, Josh Allen, Amari Cooper, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Jonathan Taylor, you know, the gang, hope that they can hold up and, uh, and kind of, kind of do their part as far as, well, sorry, I, I knew you were about to say something, but I just want to come out and, and, and say that I'm 0-3. I was about to say, do you want to talk about your walk on radio? It, I will record it's bad it's 0-3 it's embarrassing uh, it's embarrassing because I'm supposed to be some fantasy guru and and I don't want to use the term guru but you would be shocked how many people text me a week asking you know start sit advice should I trade this guy should I pick up that guy uh, and I feel like I give them pretty knowledgeable answers well here's the thing too about your 0-3 walk on radio record is the reason that I think this is kind of showing your true colors is because in your friend's fantasy league you have months to prepare. And this league, you kind of had to go off the whim, kind of like a regular person does. And uh, look at you now, 0-3. That's, that's not a good look for you. I'll tell you what. Uh, I think filming Walk on Radio live while we were drafting really, really got me off of my focus level. Uh, because looking back at it, I hate my team. I drafted completely different how I normally do. And so I think, think it got me off my game. Now, I did have Dalvin Cook out this week, my my best player. So not only did I lose Christian McCaffrey in in my big league, I lose Dalvin Cook in the walk-on radio fantasy football league. So I'm just losing. That was the number one pick and the number two pick. So just just going bad for me right now, Dalton. Hopefully I can turn it around. Uh, If I can't, I'm not a fraud. I'm not a fraud. That's the beauty of fantasy football. It's 50% skill, 50% luck. Never forget that. There has to be things go your way. Uh, You can read. You can you can research, you can do all the work in the world, and in the end, it might not matter. But that is the beauty in fantasy football. Well, hopefully you can turn around and uh, have a better back half of the season. Hump, let's talk about some fantasy winners and losers. I know Aaron Rodgers finally had a good game. We're going to talk about it later. Tom Ugh. Brady put up a lot of numbers. But uh, give me some winners, some losers. Uh, who, who should look look for? Who should you maybe get rid of? Talk to me about this. Man, uh, it's it continues to be a weird year of fantasy. You know, uh, and this is normal. You, you've got your guys that blow up, and then you've got your guys that should blow up, and they're not. Uh, and right now at the top of that list, I hate to say this because this is my adopted son, but Jonathan Taylor is off to an mm. incredibly slow start. Now, I think that is more to do with the uh, the failures of the Indianapolis Colts at the moment. They're not playing well. Uh, but I'd say the breakout guy of the season right now, and, and Dalton, I, I'm sure you've seen the highlights, but Cooper Cup. Oh, my goodness. Cooper Cup. Well, right. just the Rams in general. Is he the best receiver in the NFL? I mean, my gosh. Are the Rams the number one team in the NFL? It's a good question. You know what? 
I know we're Let, not in. Let's it. let's save it. Let, don't you want to rent? You want to do your top five or ten? I'll do my top five or ten at the end of the episode for the e- NFL? either the end of the episode or the next episode because we might need to think about. I this. think three weeks is a good number though. I it is like, a good I number. Like we kind of know who teams are. Do you have your Do you have your teams ready to go? I can I could probably spit off my top eight or so. I feel better not about be it. Dallas in that. Well, don't do it. Disclaimer: They are. They definitely are. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we can get into that, but we're still talking fantasy. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, wow. I mean, the dude, and I think I think finally he's got a quarterback uh, in Matthew Stafford that can get him the ball, and, and you know, and Matthew Stafford, he's playing incredible. Uh, obviously, if, if you paid attention to fantasy this week, the uh, the top scorer of the week was Josh Allen, my quarterback. Wasn't enough to get it done, but, man, I, I, I was worried weeks, weeks one and two. He didn't play up to what he uh, – up to what he wants to be, an MVP, and, and this week he looked like an NFL MVP. That's funny you said that. Team tight ends quarterback is actually Josh Allen, and we almost considered benching him this week for Baker Mayfield. Glad you did. It was an option. I, thank God we didn't. It, we didn't get the win, but he put up a lot of points, and uh, Josh Allen, I can say, is back. Hopefully he continues this trend. But, uh, no, are you good with fantasy football? Are you ready to roll into some scores? Honestly, Dalton, I, it wasn't my week in fantasy football, so I'm ready to uh, to get to the good side of the week, and that is uh, a certain team looking dominant. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think I'm good with fantasy football for the week. Well, you started off pretty well. Uh, let's roll into it. Of course, we want to talk about our teams first. And, uh, Hump, you can go first with the Dallas Cowboys. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles 41-21, to and, man, y'all looked really good out there. So go ahead, talk to me about it. What do you think? Dalton, Monday Night Football last night. Uh, wow, what a feeling. What a What a... Just uh, I was overcome with emotion just of how pleased I was with the product that the Dallas Cowboys were putting on the field. And and I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, this is our year, this is whatever, blah, blah, blah. But we look really good. We look really good. And I know it's the Philadelphia Eagles. I know that we are supposed to beat them. Uh, but the Dallas Cowboys look dominant in, in all facets. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of tough because you played a really bad Philadelphia team. So is this one of those games where you can say, well, we look really good or – can you got to give it the benefit of the doubt? The fact that the Eagles are pretty bad this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer your question with another question, Dalton. Do you remember who the Dallas Cowboys played last week? A, a team that you are very high on. A team that just okay. beat. Can we skip this? Part? A team that just beat the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Who Ooh, I who, like that part. Who, who everyone are, are is high on. Um, so I don't think it matters who the Dallas Cowboys played this week. I think. And, oh, and and the week before they played. Uh, I think the team that won the Super Bowl last year and, and probably should have beat them, probably. But if if ends and butts were candy and nuts, we would all have a Merry Christmas. Dallas Cowboys are 2-1, and one and I feel I feel good. I feel good. And I tweeted this last night. I think the Cowboys played if – if I had to pick one word to describe how they played, they played inspired. The, the, the crowd was there. All their former Hall of Famers were there. Des Bryant was in the house. It's, for, it's Dak's first game at home since the injury. Inspired. The defense, Dalton. The defense, the kryptonite of the Dallas Cowboys. Is it a top? Is it a top five defense in the NFC right now? Uh, You you look at the stats and tell me. I mean, they all are good, and that definitely was the big problem. But top five, I don't know. You look at it. You look at it, and you tell me. Maybe maybe next week. Maybe next week after they play the Carolina Panthers, a team that is undefeated. Darnold Mania. Uh oh. Maybe maybe we'll see how the Cowboys defense really is. Now I don't know if you've seen on Hump's Twitter. But you and our running backs coach, Coach Buckner, were both wearing Zeke jerseys. So does that mean for the rest of the season, whatever day that was, whatever whatever time that was, are you going to wear those jerseys? 117 yards and two touchdowns. 
Dalton, I would wear a pink polka dotted Speedo uh, if that meant that Zeke was going to play like he did last night because that's the Zeke. That's RB1 Zeke. That's uh, not so washed up Zeke that I've been preaching. It's okay to have two good players on your team with Tony Pollard and Zeke. And last night, they showed that. Yeah, I saw on Twitter you and one of our defensive ends, Jahari K, had a little back and forth. Uh, he asked me if I thought Zeke was washed up. Uh, he, he might be. Did we watch the same game last night? Look, just Zeke, one good game out of two bad seasons is, is tough. Two, what does that even mean, Dalton? He had, I don't even... I, it's a bad argument. It's, it, you're not going to win with me, with Zeke. That's my boy. I will stick up for him. I will die on that hill. Ezekiel Elliott is a top talent in the NFL, and he's going to continue to show it through the rest of the season. All I'm saying is Tony Pollard deserves to shine. Let the man go and let him go somewhere to be a superstar. I don't know why a player and a team should be punished for having multiple good players at one position. I mean, it's not a punishment. It's just whether 2017 question- New Orleans Saints, Mark Ingram. Alvin Kamara, Thunder and Lightning, 2021, Dallas Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, Thunder and Lightning. Part are, you, are you comparing those two and saying Perhaps. That, that might you be seem a, to be really high on Tony Pollard. That's a very hot take. You, you seem to be me. really high on Tony Pollard. I'm very high on Tony, pa- Tony Pollard, but I want him to Are shine. you saying that Mark Ingram is better than Ezekiel Elliott? That's goofy. I, I that's agree. so goofy. I think that's goofy. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. But as a combo, as a duo, I don't think they're but the why? same. But why? We're three weeks into the season. You're seeing the same thing I am. They're both putting up numbers. Why can't this be a trend throughout the season? Oh, not to mention three stud receivers, uh, a quarterback that's looking, I don't know if I want to use the word or not, but elite, elite efficient quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback, MVP level play quarterback. I mean, you want to talk about thunder and lightning running back duo. There's only one place you need to go. Dalton, um... He doesn't even play. I don't. I don't know that there's any thunder in Aaron that thunder Jones and lightning. And AJ Dillon. Does AJ Dillon get to dress out? Or yes. Oh, okay. He, he plays a lot. He doesn't. His numbers might be might not be as much. But you know what? He's out there, and that's real thunder and lightning. That's a big boy. He's a big boy, but he's a big boy for what? But I'm moving on. Enough talk. This is not the Cowboys let's, podcast. Let's, let's hit. It is a Cowboys podcast, but <laughs> let's hear. Let's hear about the uh, the little brother Packers. Oh yeah, podcast. let's talk about the Packers. Uh, the Packers are back. I don't know what everyone thought. Week one was a fluke. We do this every year where we have one really bad game. It was a fluke. It was, it was definitely a fluke. I'll give you that. Fluke. I'll give it a fluke. It was fluke. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looks great. He, he's throwing it around again. And uh, I'll, I'll give the 49ers credit. They played a really well end of the game. George Kittle is a monster still. Best tight end in the league right now. But you gave... Whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes, big man. George Kittle, best tight end in the league right yeah, now? Yeah, I, I stick you by mean that. that. I think he, over Travis Kelsey. I think when I wouldn't you, put George Kittle over Darren Waller. When you think of the tight end position, and we've talked about this before, I know that this is a gr- growing trend of what the tight end position is, but you have to be able to do both. And I don't think Travis Kelsey is a good enough blocker to be considered the best right now. Yes, he, he is a receiver. He's always top five in receiving yards. But Kittle, not only can he catch and run, he can block, and he's always a lead blocker. He, you can see him pancaking people left and right. I just think overall, when it comes to blocking and catching, he's, he's a better tight end. When it's straight receiving, maybe Travis Kelsey. Darren Waller is the future of that kind of tight end. But a pure tight end that can do both, it's definitely George Kittle right now. And I would put Rob Gronkowski second. Even though Gronkowski got beat up, and uh, he, we don't know if he's going to play. Maybe broke a couple of ribs. But back to the Packers and the 49ers. George Kittle, they had the, the run at the end. 37 seconds, you gave him too much time. I wasn't even worried one second. Mason Crosby gets the game winner. We win the game 30-28. to 28. 
I think in the first half and the third quarter, offensively, we, we had a perfect game. Defensively was our struggles, but we're fixing it. I think Eric Stokes, our first-round draft pick, is getting more comfortable in the cornerback two position. Jair Alexander is doing his thing. He's a lockdown corner. And I think our front five is getting a lot better. We had some issues at linebacker, but we're back. We're fixing it. Our front five looks good. Rashawn Gary, with with Zadarius Smith being out, we needed a guy to come in the edge and do his thing. And Rashawn Gary is finally getting used to that spot, being the guy. And, of course, on the other side, you have Preston Smith. So you have this uh, this double, this duo. You know, we're talking about duos. This is a good duo. I think Rashawn Gary has a bright future. I'm excited for this team. Relax, guys. We're good. It was a fluke. <laughs> we're doing good. I mean, there might be some more teams in the NFC that are that could be ahead of the Packers right now, but let's talk scores. Let's get into it. Starting off, Carolina at Houston, 24-9. to Houston, uh, Houston looks rough. And I'll say this. With Tyrod Taylor, they looked really good, and I was excited for this team. Davis Mills is not the guy. Humph, have you seen Davis Mills' neck? I didn't know if you wanted to bring that up on the podcast. Oh, I want to bring it up. I saw it. I have never in my 22 years of living seen anything like that. <laughs> I mean, that is a... I'm talking about, and, and listen, fun fact about Ryan Humphreys. I grew up wanting to be a paleontologist, so I'm a big dinosaur guy. Really? Weird, weird, fun weird fact. but true, weird but true. He looked like a, and look this up, kids, he looked like a bronchiosaurus. Oh, and that's, uh, in, in, in layman's terms, that is a long neck. Yeah, there was a picture of the head coach kind of, I think he was just <laughs> oh celebrating. Grabbing yeah. his neck, like I think full it was, palm grabbing his it neck. Was a, it was a, like a happy thing, but he had two palms on the neck. It was a tough scene. Davis Mills, he's going to have to figure something out. Darnold Mania is running wild. I don't care if they beat some easy teams. Look, Darnold Mania is real. They have a tough, ske- a tough game up next week, but uh, excited for them. Excited to see how they go. And my take on Darnold Mania stays afloat. Next up, we have... Wait, 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 wait. Okay, sorry. I got to ask you I got to ask you a Carolina Panthers question. Uh-oh. They're 3-0, and mm-hmm. okay? Is there a chance that despite starting 3-0, and the Carolina Panthers miss the NFL playoffs? I definitely think so. They're in a kind of a weird division where you never really know. The Saints are still the Saints. I mean, they could fall off at any point. We, we don't really know. We've seen Darnold Mania and what he can do now that he's not on the Jets, but we don't really know what he is yet as a quarterback. Is he... A top 15 quarterback, we'll have to see. I don't think Carolina's missing a few weapons, and with McCaffrey potentially being out, you never know if he gets hurt again. It's tough. I definitely see them maybe falling out uh, and missing playoffs, but uh, it depends on how the Saints play. Which Saints team are we getting? Are we getting the team that beat the Packers handedly? Are we getting the team where James Winston was struggling? So it really depends, Um, but it's it's possible. Hump, what do you think? I I totally agree with you. My issue is that there's no way Tampa Bay doesn't win this division. And I know they're 2-1. I know the, the Carolina Panthers are 3-0, and but there's no way that Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not win this division. And, and the reason that concerns me is all of a sudden Carolina is a wildcard team. Well, you've got the entire NFC West. That, that's San Fran, Seattle, uh, and Arizona, assuming that L.A. wins it. Uh, you've got the Minnesota Vikings, who, who I think is a good team. The way Kirk Cousins is playing, they're definitely good enough to make the playoffs. And so there, there's a lot of potential wildcard teams for, for three spots. And so Carolina certainly can make it. Obviously, off to a 3-0 start is, is ideal, but it's, it's, not, it's not a gimme for sure. Yeah, we'll have to keep it on. On my boy, Darnold Mania, I hope uh, he plays out. And uh, I don't look too stupid when it comes to takes. Next up, we have Arizona at Jacksonville. Arizona gets to win 31-19. Hump, Trevor Lawrence just does not look elite right now. 
He looks terrible right now. Um, and I and I think that it's more of a I'm a rookie quarterback. I have a rookie coach on the worst team in the NFL. Uh, but man, he looks he looks uncomfortable. He doesn't look like he has confidence. He's just throwing stuff up. Doesn't look like he's trusting his reads. Uh, so what do you think? You think potential bust or pump the brakes? Trevor Lawrence is okay. Yeah, I think pump the brakes. Uh, this I could agree. be another Sam Darnold thing where he just needs a couple more weapons on his team. Uh, and I think Urban Meyer is going to figure it out, but let's let's calm down. It also is against Arizona, who is showing that they're pretty Speaking good. Speaking of Arizona, my team, my yeah. babies, yeah, they're, they're shining. They look I really know. good out there. I'm excited for the Cardinals. But, yeah, let's slow down on Trevor Lawrence. Did you see the 109-yard kick six return? Well, yeah, I saw it. Was it 68 yards? 68-yard field goal attempt. Come and on. No one's making that. It was well. straight on. Now, you say that, well. but we'll get into another kick here in a second. Uh, but yeah, before we get into that one, let's roll in some more scores. Let's let's talk a little bit. Buffalo, they beat Washington football team forty-three to twenty-one. Washington Josh, looks terrible. Yep, Josh Allen bad. is back. Washington, I mean, let's they look real. bad. We didn't think they were going to be very good. They look bad, bad. Well, uh, hopefully they can figure it out. They need uh, some Fitz magic back. Hopefully he can fix his hip or whatever injury he has. Next up, we have New Orleans. They beat the Patriots twenty-eight to thirteen. I didn't really, you know, like I said, you don't Did know. We both what, picked New England in this yep. one. Dang. You don't know what Jameis is coming out. Uh, he he did well. He did he did what he needed to do. The Patriots, their defense is atrocious. They need some help. Mac Jones, yes or no? Yes, I, I agree. Th- I think I, agree. I think New England doesn't. And and I love Gunner. And I love Alvin Texas, but uh, their offense, their receivers are just kind of kind of iffy. They don't right have now. weapons. They no. need they go and draft a couple first round receivers for the next yeah. like, two years. I three think years. Mac Jones needs some people around him, but I think he's good. He's definitely a Tom Brady quarterback. He's on the perfect team for that. And so we just have to see how that goes. But the Patriots need to rebuild. They're in a, a big rebuilding stage. They have a lot of help they need to get. Next up, we have Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Cincinnati gets to win 24 to 10. Joe Burrow. Boy. Wow. Pittsburgh. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Terrible. Awful. Done. Should have retired, like I said. Yeah. Did you see the play where he like rolled out and tripped? I think he threw the ball, but he fell down. I mean, it's just he looks atrocious. It's like an old man that you just like you feel bad for. Cincinnati Bengals, any chance at the playoffs? No, no, no. I agree. I and I feel bad for Joe Bur- Joe Joe Burrow Joey Burrow. He uh, he does a good job. He's a good quarterback, but he's on a, such a terrible team. Dalton, I saw a tweet, and and this is funny because you and I were big, big, big against Cincinnati not drafting Penny Sewell, and it was a tweet that said Penny Sewell zero NFL touchdowns. Jamar Chase has scored in every NFL game he's played in. I will say that Jamar Chase. Great pick, apparently, because he's doing his thing. Which is interesting because in the preseason, he looked like maybe he's the biggest bust of all time. Well, he literally say? came out and said that the NFL ball was harder to catch well, because of you, no stripes. Yeah, no stripes, and they're a little bit bigger. I think he was just lying to everybody. I think, he, kinda, I think he was sandbagging. Get under there, you know, play them a little bit, and look at him now doing a good job. So I don't think they make the playoffs, but Jamar Chase, Burrow, they got a little connection going on. Next up, we have Denver at the New York Jets. Denver gets to win 26-0. to Denver fans, calm down. You're not going to the Super Bowl. You they have are, played some uh, easy teams. They're 3-0 and versus teams that have a combined 0-9 record. And uh, Zach Wilson, yikes. I think uh, he might be a bust. He might be seeing ghosts. Yeah. I, we, we said from the start that he'd be a bust, to be honest. Now, he's talented, but there's no way, there's no way that, that, that Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and Justin Fields shouldn't have been picked before him, and I stand by that. Okay, but do we blame Zach Wilson or do we blame the Jets? Because we've seen it before with Darnold Mania, and of course we got to see how it plays out this season. But it might just be the program at this point. 
well, I would say that simply because Sam Darnold leaves, goes to a mediocre team like the Panthers, is 3-0 and to start the season, uh, yeah, I would say that he was definitely masked by the fact that he played for the New York Jets. Well, hopefully the Jets don't kill his career. We'll have to keep an eye on Zach Wilson. Next up, we have the Chargers at Kansas City. Oh, my dream team, my babies. They get it done. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs 30-24. to Justin Herbert looked really good out there. Hump, has your opinion changed on the Chargers? Or are you still, eh, they, they got a lucky one? I Okay, I, I didn't pick them to win the division or anything, but I am team Charger. I like the Chargers. I think Justin Herbert's awesome. I think Keenan Allen's awesome. Mike Williams is playing awesome. Uh, I, don't, I still don't think they can win this division. Obviously, they beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs are in last place in this division, which is... Incredible, Crazy. incredible. Uh, but I don't think that's going to hold up. I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs will get it rolling. But yes, the Los Angeles Chargers are on a uh, crash course for the NFL playoffs. Uh, I think that that is going to happen. Uh, and who knows? They they definitely could potentially make a run. Very exciting. Uh, hopefully, another take. I hope goes well because I kind of struggle this year. Another score is uh, Cleveland. They beat Chicago twenty six to six. Justin Fields. Uh, row. Now this is this is what I've heard. And this is what I saw, I think, on TV, one, one of the talk shows, that they think Matt Nagy, or Nagy, Nagy? He, uh, either. He either has no idea what he's doing, <laughs> or he's purposely setting up Justin Fields to struggle. Because you had a guy, and you have this quarterback that is definitely different from Andy Dalton, and they completely they did the same game plan. And then they let the man run around, get beat up, and a lot of people, they think... He, his time might be over in Chicago, but I don't know. Already? Yeah. They're wow. already calling for his head. But uh, Miles Garrett had himself a day. A couple sacks on, on, on him. Poor Justin Fields. Now, I did see that uh, the Chicago starting quarterback job is open. It's a three-way battle. Matt Nagy said, next week, all three quarterbacks will be considered for the starting job. Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, and Jay Cutler? Uh, <laughs> I don't know I'm about him. Kidding. I'm just kidding. You're I'm forgetting kidding. about a Super Bowl MVP, Mister Mister Nick Foles. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess if we'll Nick have to Foles see. plays for the Chicago Bears next week. Super Bowl. I I I guarantee you that Matt Nagy is gone the next. I agree, but I I think Chicago will probably like you know kidnap him and tell him to leave because the city Justin of Chicago Fields is, their is, baby. is brutal. Yeah, it's brutal, and they love uh, Old Fields. They, they think he's the savior. They love their sports. Yeah, so keep an eye on that. Of course, Justin Fields got beat up in his first start, gets a loss. Next up, we have Indianapolis at Tennessee. Tennessee gets to win twenty-three to sixteen. Your team is falling apart. I need my Colts. I, I need them to do better. I had my Colts jersey on this Sunday. Mm. Cowboys played on Monday. I was full fantasy mode. Had my Jonathan Taylor jersey on, and it wasn't enough. It wasn't yeah. enough. Couldn't get it done. Tennessee kind of picking back after the, the rough first loss of week one. But uh, they're coming back. They want to win that division. Next up, we have Atlanta and the New York Giants. 17-14, to 14, Atlanta gets to win. The Giants are bad. They're bad, bad. Uh, are they bad, bad? They are, are bad, they Jets bad, bad, bad. I don't know if you. it's possible to be. Are they Chicago Jets bad, bad, bad? They're Chicago bad. No, they are. And, and, yeah, they've had some heartbreaking losses. Last second field goal to Washington. Last second field goal to uh, Atlanta. But, you know, they play the Cowboys in two weeks, and I don't – who do they play this week? I'm not sure. Uh, but I just, I just don't see them – they're going to they're gonna lose a lot of games. They're going to be a high draft pick. Uh, I, I think they, they potentially might be the worst team in the NFC East, which is already 
a predominantly bad division. Very bad. I, I don't know if you remember, Hump. The NFC East All-Star team was a, a thing for That a was a big bit. walk on radio topic. And uh, Dak and his ankle. Not funny now, huh? You Not might, funny anymore. Might, might take the Cowboys, huh? It is now the Cowboys versus everybody else. Uh, another score is Miami and Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders are rolling. 31-28. to 28. The, Ve- the Las Vegas Raiders. Are they for real? I mean, we've been high on them. This is another walk-on radio team. I just think... I don't, I don't think they're for real, though. I don't think they're for real. I, I think they're good, but I, they're not for real. I think they're a potential playoff team, but also potentially not a playoff team. Yeah, I think... So that's, that's, that's two 3-0 teams that you and I both said there's a real shot that they do not make the playoffs. I think they definitely are one of those that will probably lose first round even if they make the playoffs. They're just like barely winning. They're barely getting it done. Their card looks great. A playoff game in Las Vegas. Oh, in the Death Star, man, that would be. You think there'd be some money thrown on that one? I mean, imagine the night after, like Incredible. if you get the win, it's, it's going to be crazy. Incredible. Las Vegas, do they look for another quarterback? No, I think, I think, I think you got to roll with what you've got now. I mean, I know, I know, we talked about it. We talked about you know potentially going to get Aaron Rodgers, potentially going to get Deshaun Watson, but you know, I mean, I think, I think Mr. Carr is uh, is proving that he can handle it. Yeah, uh, I'm glad because he's such a good guy, and a lot of people are finally seeing it. So hopefully he sticks around. John Gruden is doing a good job. Another score is Minnesota and Seattle. Minnesota gets to win 30-17. That was uh, I thought Seattle was going to get the win here. Only, but uh, Only two people in the entire walk-on radio nation picked Minnesota in this one, one being Ryan Humphreys. Shout-out Skull Nation. I called it. I mean, I, I, I called it from the start. Uh, I feel good about the Vikings. I feel good about Kirk Cousins. Love Justin Jefferson. And uh, even Dalvin Cookless, they go they go and beat Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. I feel like you always pick Minnesota, and you've always been high on them, just because they're in the Packers division, and you want them to succeed over the boys. Whether that's right or wrong, now that you're saying that, it's definitely right. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have the Los Angeles Rams. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 34-24. to Game of the week, by far. The Rams... They're Pump. for real. Do you remember when I said the Rams were going to be last in their division? Don, you remember the time that I said the Rams were going to uh, make it to the NFC Championship? Against the Packers? Against the Dallas Cowboys. That looks that looks really good Then now that you say it. I know, I know. I, Matthew I mean, Stafford it was the answer. I'm telling you, that defense carried Jared Goff to a Super Bowl, lost, but carried Jared Goff to a Super Bowl. This defense can definitely carry Matthew Stafford, and they're not carrying Matthew Stafford Matthew Stafford is uh, taking the reins on this thing. Yeah, he's throwing it to Cooper Cup, who catches everything and scores every two seconds, apparently. Fear the FCS. Fear the FCS. But the Rams look really good. Tampa Bay, they're fine. Don't worry about totally it. Totally fine. Don't Tom worry. Tom Brady played a hell of a game. And then finally, the last game or last score is Baltimore and Detroit. I picked this one last because, Hump, something historic happened in this game, 19-17 to for Detroit. So, Hump, tell me, uh, tell me what went down with, uh, with this game. Don, I'm going to tell you what happened in this game, and then I'm going to tell you what happened in another game uh, a long time ago. Okay, so, so Justin Tucker, if you didn't see it, look it up. Justin Tucker makes a 66-yarder for the win. 66-yarder, longest, longest field goal in NFL history. Uh, Justin Tucker, obvious Hall of Famer, right? I mean, potentially the best kicker of all time. Texas Longhorn, got to love him. Uh, but yeah, 66 yarder to beat the Detroit Lions. What was it, 19 to 17? I think 19 to 17. Okay, so fun fact: November 8th, 1970, Tom Dempsey, New Orleans Saints kicker. Okay, the unique thing about this kicker is he had half of a foot. A kicker. Okay, look up. I his, remember seeing that. It, it's weird. Look up his cleat sometime. I've got a picture of it pulled up right here. 
Look at that. Man. Incredible. Look club. it up sometime. It's a club. Half of a foot. Kicker. Kicks a 63-yard field goal, which which stood for a long time uh, before a 64-yarder was made. But the, the, the reason I'm bringing this up, the significance in this, is uh, this happened against the Detroit Lions. Oh, man. And they won 19-17. to Really? Incredible. That's the most Detroit Lions way to lose imaginable. God. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, what a... That's got to be one of the hardest fan bases to be a fan of, the yeah, Detroit Lions. it's up there. And that was tough. I saw a bunch of, like, reaction videos, and it's hard to watch as a fan. You know, NFC North, so I can't, I can't complain too much, but... I know it's tough, though. I mean, give them a... Poor Jared Goff. We always talk about how he went from the bright lights of L.A. to, you know... That stat was brought to you by... That stat was brought to you by uh, uh, my personal walking encyclopedia, Tory Humphreys. Of course. He wanted me to put that on the pod. I think that was... Some uh, great senseless knowledge, but uh, but this is a football podcast, and we care about kickers that have half of a foot. We definitely need your dad on here again, so the new fans can see the Super Bowl trivia. Well, ability Dalton, it's, it, it's going to be hard to have a Super Bowl episode because me and uh, me and Tory Humphreys will be in Los Angeles that weekend for the Cowboys game. Oh, you mean the Packers <laughs> game? I mean, I mean, I feel like I feel like if one of our teams make it, we we have to make the trip. I mean, especially if if it's at the beautiful stadium in L.A. It is. It's at SoFi Stadium. Yeah. Don, what if we get an NFC Championship, Dallas and Green Bay? We have to go, don't we? 100%. We, we, we have to live stream it. We have to, li- we have to not only live stream it, we have to rent out some type of space in, in Dallas or Lambeau and, and, just, and just have walk-on radio there. Just a live episode? Live episode. That'd be cool. Like, like college game day, but walk-on game day, NFL conference championship style. Uh, I think people would see the pop-up and maybe four people would watch. And then slowly, You'd be surprised. I think slowly it would it would it would garner lots like, of attention. Who are these guys? Like, dude, these guys really yeah. know they know what they're doing. And then we start yelling at each other, and then uh, they that would be lose the, that would be the most argumentative weekend in, in walk on radio history. If it was in Dallas, I would get booed out of the uh, arena or the the whole area. Would you wear a John Coon jersey? Of course, I would wear the cheese head too. I would I would have to, uh, and I would bring up all the times you've lost to the Packers. I was in the building the last time that uh, the uh, Cowboys lost a playoff game to the Green Bay Packers. Oh, it was beautiful. Unfortunately, the the Jared Cook catch, or do you want to talk about when Dez dropped it? You know what? We'll save it for later because we got not some enough pick-ems time on this episode. We got pick some em, baby. We got pick some pickums pick to do. This is the funnest year of pickum we've ever had, and I, yeah. I definitely think it's due to the uh, overwhelming uh, amount of responses we get a week. All the ballots that are filled out, and the rankings, of course, are just, it's a lot of fun. Hump, I don't want to say it, but uh, I was top five this last week. Uh, That's cute, but I'm top three overall. It's okay. I'm coming um, back. I had a rough week one. It was a fluke, just like the Packers, but I'm here. Shout out to my mother. Uh, I, there's a conspiracy going on, She people. wins the week. But don't, that doesn't even make sense. There's a why, Humphreys conspiracy. Why would I get a lower score than, than my family member? It doesn't matter. If a Humphreys win, everybody wins. My mom has won a week. Uh, my dad has won a week, and my girlfriend has won a week. I get you? to win a week, but I am top three, so it doesn't matter. Oh, this is embarrassing for both of us. Neither of us have won. I'm not won. embarrassed. I'm top three. I know, You've but... been bottom of the barrel once. I know, but Eric neither Schmidt, of us have won. One. Coach Archer, number two. Ryan Humphreys, number three. Neither I'm fine with that. Neither of us have won a I told, in our own pick'em. I proclaimed that I would win the yearly pick'em, and I am, I am, I'm two games out of first place. I'm right on track, and after this week... I might have a perfect score. Who knows? Uh-oh. I don't know. You feel good about I'm it? I'm feeling pretty good. Let's roll into it. The first game is, is the first big one is FCS matchup, North Dakota State versus North Dakota. This is this is big. This North is Dakota big. last year in the spring, they were number one at one point. At one point, they were like the perennial like future national champions. But a lot of people said North Dakota State is back. They look really good. So, Hump, first pick, fear the FCS. Who are you taking? Dalton, this is uh, North Dakota State 5 versus uh, North Dakota 10. 
this is going to be a good matchup. It's an in-state rivalry, of course. Uh, it's at North Dakota. You and I have both played there in the Alaris Center. Tough place to play. Yeah. However, not tougher than the Fargo Dome. So don't think that North Dakota State is going to be uh, going to be affected by the noise too much. Uh, Dalton, I'm going to have to agree with 100% of Walk <laughs> on Radio Nation. Uh, I'm taking the Bison in this one. I think if you go otherwise, you're crazy. Um, I don't want to use the term back because uh, I don't know if they ever left. I think they just got beat by a good team in the spring, i.e. Sam Houston State Bearcats. But, yeah, North Dakota State, they look good. Uh, Quincy Patterson, new quarterback, is slinging it around. So uh, give me the Bison. Yeah, I'm going with the Bison as well. They look really good. But uh, I kind of want the I kind of want North Dakota to win. To I, would, kinda... I would be lying to you if I said that I want North Dakota State I wanna to win. I want to see the polls be in shambles. Give me North and, Dakota. And shake uh, some things up. And our game of the week has potential to do that either way. But uh, give me the Bison. They look really strong. Uh, quarterback looks great. He's throwing that thing around. And, of course, they're running the ball. They are big bodies in the O-line. So uh, give me the Bison. But uh, don't say I'm not rooting for another team. No question. Next up we have, and this is a good matchup too, we have Arkansas versus Georgia. Georgia is number two. Arkansas is moving up the ranks. Arkansas needs to make this run if they want to solidify themselves in the Final Four. This is step one against a tough defense of the Georgia Bulldogs. Best, hump. best defense in the country? Potentially. Probably. And uh, Arkansas's offense looks really good. I agree. I agree. So, who are you taking here? Dalton, uh, I picked Arkansas last week against A&M. I felt really good about that upset. Obviously, that did happen. Um, not the same case this week. I I don't know. I think preseason, I wasn't as high on Georgia. Uh, you've been high on Georgia in the past. You know, last year, obviously, you were, you were a big-time Bulldog. I think this year, you know... You were a little indifferent about them, but I wasn't as high on them. I am completely changing my mind. I think that they have the potential to be the best team in the country. This defense is just incredible. I mean, to, to beat to, to beat another SEC opponent 60-something to nothing, that's big time. Uh, so going to have to go with the Bulldogs at home in this one. It's college game day. It's going to be rocking in Athens, Georgia. Arkansas, I would love to see them pull off the upset, but I don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I'm going to take a safe pick here and go Georgia, but – this is another game where it would be really interesting to see Arkansas get the win. They, they're running this gauntlet into potential to be in that Final Four, and this is step one. And uh, I've always been a JT Daniels guy, and I love Georgia. So I think they're going to get the win here. But another fun matchup to watch because Arkansas's offense looks really good. Can they pierce that that defense? It's going to be something to see, and I'm excited. But going to safe pick here, I'm trying to win the pick em. I think the Bulldogs are going to win this one. Next up, and we have a big matchup here. This, this is, is the a, walk-on radio bowl right here. This is the walk-on radio bowl. Humps. Bearcats with a C, their cousins, distant cousins of our Bearcats, versus my dream team that that helped me solidify my name last year, Notre Dame, the Irish versus the Bearcats. Um, this is your time. I know who you're picking, so state why you're picking them. I, I, I already said earlier in the episode that I was going Bearcats with a C. Cincinnati here, this is their staple game of the season. If they win this one and then eventually win out, I truly believe they will be in the college football playoff. I, I prophesized this before the season. I saw it. I, I had a vision, I think. It was a vision quest. Bearcats with a C, they're doing it this year. This is going to be the first group of five teams to ever make the college football playoff. If they do, you heard it here first from Ron Humphrey's walk-on radio. But, yeah, Cincinnati, I don't know. I'm less confident in this game simply because Notre Dame looks so good against Wisconsin last week. Uh, but I still feel good about uh, Desmond Ritter and the Bearcats. You know, the fact that this one is at Notre Dame – it's tough. It's tough. It's going to be a hostile environment. Uh, this is this is a huge game for both teams. Obviously, if you lose this, you're not making the playoffs. Plain and simple. Uh, and so, definitely, you know, 
whoever wins this is is strongly boosting their resume, but uh, I'm going to have to go to the Bearcats. Yeah, I'm going to pick Notre Dame on this one. Uh, it's time. It's time to quiet the Cincinnati Bearcats down a little bit. Uh, I love this glory run that you went on, but it's over. And uh, I don't like Notre Dame. I don't like how they always go in the either. Final Four and blow it. But uh, Notre Dame is a good team, and uh, let's be realistic here. I love this Cinderella story, but it's time. It's time to, it's time to be real here. Uh, Notre Dame's going to win this game. They might make the playoffs. They might get blown out, but they're going to win this one. Uh, they looked really good against Wisconsin, and Cincinnati's good, but they've kind of struggled this year, had some close ones. I think Notre Dame shuts them up and uh, moves them on. Uh, New Six Bowl maybe, but Final Four, come on, guys. Let's be real. It's, it, you're not that guy, pal. You know what I'm saying? You're not that guy. <laughs> Next up, we have Ole Miss versus Alabama. Normally, this wouldn't be such a big game, but all of a sudden, Ole Miss's offense is something legit. They have a Heisman quarterback that could win it, and Alabama has a quarterback that could win it as well. Alabama is still Alabama, though, so Hump, are you going with the underdog here? Are you sticking with the favorite? Dalton, this is fun. Uh, I, think it's, I, think it's good that, I think it's good for college football that Ole Miss is relevant. It's good that Lane Kiffin is relevant, and it's cool that they have a Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback in Matt Carell. However, not going to matter. Nick Saban does not care who you are, does not care what you've done. Nick Saban is Nick Saban for a reason. Alabama is going to win this one in Tuscaloosa. They're at home. I, I, give, I give Ole Miss a 0% chance. And, and, and if this comes back, to, come back to bite me, I will publicly apologize, publicly post this snippet, but there's no way that Alabama is losing this game. And 100% of Walk on Radio agrees with me, apparently. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you as well. Alabama's going to win this game. Now, normally you would say Ole Miss just has to get ahead and stay ahead. But this Alabama defense is legit. They have so many grown men at D-line. It, it's just hard to say. You, you never get go big on Alabama. So Alabama wins this one. But it could end up being a high-scoring matchup. It might be an interesting game. Their offense is crazy. Ole Miss is. But Alabama's Alabama. They're the number one team forever for a reason. Nick Saban's doing his thing. So uh, give me them. Give me Alabama. Give me the Crimson Tide. Next up in our final FBS matchup, we have Baylor versus Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State undefeated. Baylor undefeated. Two teams of the Big 12 that have a chance to win it all, maybe get that four spot in the final four. So, Hump, who are you going to this kind of even matchup? This is incredibly tough. Uh, it's it's dang near 50-50 on walk-on radio nation. Uh, man, and... and I don't know. I don't know how I feel about either of these teams. I don't know that they're better than Texas. I don't know that they're better than OU, but they are undefeated for a reason. Uh, I went Oklahoma State for the simple fact that I have been to Boone Pickens Stadium. Uh, I went to a Texas Longhorn game there in Stillwater, Oklahoma. It's a pretty, it's a pretty cool atmosphere. I, I think the Pokes are going to be rocking. I don't know that Baylor is legit. Uh, so, so. Really no other reason than that. I like the home team in this one. I'm taking the pokes. That's funny you said that. I'm taking Oklahoma State simply for the fact that they call their tight ends cowboy backs. I think it's really cool. That's awesome. Uh, Oklahoma State, their jerseys are underrated. They have some really cool concepts. They have like the little cowboy pattern. If Sam Houston would get some type of variation of black or gray... We could we could definitely look like Oklahoma State. Yeah, and I love they have the cowboy pattern on the side with like the stars and all that, the Bar- little bandana. Wire. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. the jerseys are really cool. Baylor's not a team to be slept on, but come on, they're called the Cowboy Backs at tight end at Oklahoma State. Those are some grown men. It's gonna be Oklahoma State in a really even matchup. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. And then our game of the week, we're gonna go to that one real quick because it's college football. It's a big FCS matchup: Montana versus Eastern Washington, defense versus offense. The polls will be moved regardless. Hump, this is a big one. Eric Berrier, can he get past that Montana defense? 
Who are you taking on this one? Dalton, uh, first off, it is straight up 50% to 50% on Walk On Radio Nation. That is... Uh, that's why it's the game of the week, uh, for good reason. Uh, Dalton, this is this is a team that is, you know, widely considered the best defense in the country versus a team that's widely considered the best offense in the country. Not only that, Montana's considered by some the best team in the FCS. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, I mean, Dalton, this is this is as good as it gets. This is uh, this is game of the years thus far in, in FCS. I don't think it's even close. This is four versus six. Eric Barrier, a potential Walter Payton winner versus Montana. Uh, I mean, again, it's not a podcast if we don't mention Montana. Here's your mention, Grizzly Nation. Dalton, I'm going to come out and say it, brother. I like Eastern Washington wow. on, the, on the red field. Really? I like, I like Eastern Washington at the Inferno. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm tired of seeing Montana on Twitter. I'm tired of hearing from their fans. I think that this, uh, I think this can bring them down a size. I think Eric Berry can do this. You know, if if they're able to get some stops, they got to be able to stop Montana. But if they can get some stops, Eastern Washington's offense is incredible. Man, it's incredible. So I, I'm going, I'm going the, uh, I'm going the Inferno right here. Give me Eastern Washington in a battle. I'm talking a battle. This is a big battle, offense versus defense. Um, and I hate doing this, but uh, defense wins championships. I, I was prepared I'm, for you to pick Montana. I'm okay with that. I'm going with Montana. I think uh, I think they're going to be able to stop the high-powered offense, and it, if you slow them down, you might be able to you know stay ahead of them. I think uh, you can get in their head a little bit by having a few stops, and that defense is legit. Don, I, let, me, let me ask you this. Eastern Washington wins this game. Where are they as far as the top five goes? It's tough. I think if North Dakota State loses, they get five. If, they, if North Dakota State wins, oh, man, I don't know. I just don't see the top five moving. We've talked about it a couple of weeks. Well, obviously, if Montana loses, they have to bounce out. So yeah. Eastern Washington would be in the top five. But do they stay at five, or do they jump to three, or what do you think? Three or four, maybe. I don't think they go above Sam Houston or James Madison. Uh, or South Dakota State. What that's, about Montana? Montana wins this. What happens? I think they stay. Man, that's it's tough. tough. It's tough. I think I think Montana will bump. I think Montana will bump up because people want them to bump up. As people keep bringing them one, two, they want them to be higher. If they beat this team, they'll definitely be two or three. I think that's fair. I think uh, now Eastern Washington is different. I think North. Dakota I'm just State, not. I'm not putting Sam Houston or South Dakota State outside of the top two until they lose. Period. I agree. Period. I but that's the thing is we don't do that but a lot of people have already done that a lot of people already have Sam Houston three and four so I don't know I think if Montana loses they will bump down to six or seven and uh, Eastern Washington will bump it's in there. It's not gonna hurt either team. No, they're they're definitely gonna stay inside the top ten. I guarantee it. But this is a heavyweight matchup. I'm going with Montana. I think defense will hold out. But I like it. I like it. I'm not saying I'm cheering for Eastern Washington, but I do like Redfield a little bit. A little pretty. <laughs> Uh, moving to NFL pickums. First up, we have Arizona versus the Los Angeles Rams. They're both teams are hot. This is a tough matchup. But Hump, you going with the the hot hand or the hot hand? Dalton, I, I gotta. You know, there's there's one team that's going to get their first loss in this one. Um, the heavy favorites, according to Walk On Radio, is the uh, Los Angeles Rams. And I'm going to have to agree. I, I feel good about Los Angeles. They're at home. That defense, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. You know, I think Kyler Murray is going to put up and uh, you know a big-time performance in this one, but I don't think it'll be enough. So uh, give me the Rams. This hurts. I hate picking against my Cardinals, but uh, I got to be safe here. I got to win this pick I'm going with Los Angeles. They are hot, and they're going to stay hot. And Kyler Murray, 
I just don't know if he's going to be able to get through that defense. Jalen Ramsey's doing his thing. Aaron Donald is a grown man, the best. So uh, give me the Rams. I hate doing it, but hopefully I'm cheering for the Cardinals. Come on, you're my team. I rooted for you last year. I hope you can figure it out. Next up, we have Baltimore versus Denver. Another hot hand versus tough. hot hand. This is tough. This is a tough. Uh, Baltimore's had a tough schedule. They've uh, kind of they've been able to survive, and Denver has uh, won some games against some pretty bad teams. So you going with a hot hand? You going with a hot the, hand? The, <laughs> that's two in a row. Yeah. Uh, this is this is obviously Denver's first test. Uh, I mean, they have played no one. Uh, Baltimore is a good good football team, but what worries me is how Baltimore's won. Okay, Baltimore loses in dramatic fashion week one. Week two, they win in dramatic fashion. Week three, they win in dramatic fashion against a against a bad Lions team. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna catch lightning in a bottle three weeks in a row. I think they're gonna have to play a good football game to beat this Denver Broncos team, a Denver Broncos team that doesn't make a lot of mistakes on offense due to, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is just kind of a safe guy, uh, and their defense is solid. So I, I don't know. At mile high, Dalton. Give me the Denver Broncos. And, and, and this totally goes against what Walk On Radio Nation is saying. It's 63% to 36% in favor of Baltimore. But I am picking the Denver Broncos. Shout out Coach Rogers. Shout out Isaac Schley. You guys are big Broncos fans. I need, I need a win out of the Broncos this week. Uh, I, that's a good point. I see that. I'm going with Baltimore. I think, uh, I think because they won in dramatic fashion shows that you know until the end they get it done. Until that's the fair. last that- second. And I don't know if Denver's legit yet. I think if they win this game, I'll feel better about the Broncos. But right now, I just don't feel it. So I'm going to go with uh, the Ravens, which I guess is a safe pick. But, I mean. If Denver wins this game, are they legit? Yes. Like, it doesn't matter who they've played. Are they legit? Yeah. I agree. I think so. I agree. I think think, uh, it's going to shake some things up. I agree. Next up, we have Cleveland Browns versus Minnesota Vikings. Another hot hand versus hot hand. But Minnesota's been really hot. They kind of the record doesn't show uh, it. They they've been okay. Kirk Cousins has been really hot. Kirk Cousins has been really hot. Miles Garrett has been really hot. So uh, who is Kirk Cousins going to throw for four? Or is Miles Garrett going to have four? Who are you taking? Dalton, another intriguing matchup. This is one of the harder NFL weeks that we've had, in my opinion. I picked Minnesota last week to beat the Seattle Seahawks. I was one of the I was one of two people that did it in the entire week. This week, kind of looking more of the same. Eighty three percent Cleveland. 16% Minnesota. Dalton, I'm rocking with Skull Nation at home. I, wow, I'm, I'm again. picking the Vikings at home. I think Cleveland is probably a better team. I think Cleveland probably goes farther in the playoffs this year. But I like Minnesota. I want Minnesota to give Green Bay a run for their money in that NFC North division. Don't know if they will, but I believe in Kirk Cousins. I believe in Justin Jefferson. I believe in Adam Thielen. If Dalvin Cook plays this weekend, I truly, truly, truly believe that the Minnesota Vikings have a shot to win this game. Minnesota Vikings, they look really good. They're NFC North rivals, so I'm going to pick against them. I'm going Cleveland. We got a lot of differences this week, Dalton. Uh-oh. Big, uh, might, might shift the uh, the old rankings a bit. I like the Browns. I like the defense. And I think Baker is that guy. Um, Minnesota's tough. They have a really good offense. Their defense is a little questionable. So I wonder what Baker's going to do. What is Odell Beckham going to do? He's back. So it uh, could be a factor. I'm going with Cleveland, and it uh, could be a close one. Playing at home in Minnesota is going to be a big factor, though. No question. Final game, we have Seattle versus San Fran, San Francisco. San Francisco had a big loss to the Green Bay Packers, uh, but they looked really good. And then Seattle also had a big lock, loss, but they look good as well. Hump, you're going with the cold hand or the cold hand? First, first cold hand versus cold Uh-oh. hand. Dalton, both teams need a win here. Uh, this is a division game. It's a big game. 
San Francisco loses in dramatic fashion. Terrible, terrible loss. Terrible way to get beat by Aaron Rodgers. He's done it to so many teams before, including mine. Uh, But Dalton, plain and simple, I do not think they bounce back this week. I think Russell Wilson bounces back this week. I think think, uh, the Seattle Seahawks travel to San Fran to Candlestick Park, get this done. Uh, I, I, I like Seattle. I don't know that they're going to be good enough to win this division against the Rams. Uh, but yeah, I think they win this ball game. I like Russell Wilson. I like DK Metcalf. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Mr. Unlimited gets it done. Uh, we're talking about bouncing back. I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to bounce back. So I'm going with San Fran. Dang. This is crazy. Dang, dude. This is crazy. How many? Is that like six? Maybe. Six out of 10? Uh, I, I watched them play against the Packers, and uh, they looked really good. Their offense looks good. Jimmy Garoppolo looks really comfortable, and they have the Trey Lance package, which can surprise a lot of people, can uh, in the end zone, definitely works out. I'm going with San Fran. I think their defense can hold up. They, uh, their pass rush is good. Nick Bosa, they had a Fred Warner at linebacker. He does the job. I'm excited. Five out of ten differences. I, I need to see a bad Russell Wilson because he scares me, but – you know, are we getting to that time where he starts tanking? We don't know yet. Yeah, is it MVP Russ or uh, no MVP votes Russ? But give me San Fran, Hump, Battle of Piney Woods. We have college football. We have the NFL. We have a lot of things going on. Tell me uh, any last words before we end this episode. No last words for me, man. It's another week of football. I'm excited. I'm excited about Bearcat football at NRG Stadium this Saturday. Come out and see us. It's Battle of the Piney Woods. It's rivalry week. Go Packers. Go Cowboys. Go fantasy football. Walk on radio. That's it, Dalton. Big game. We're excited to see. uh, Hopefully you watch it. And, uh, of course, follow us on social media, on everything, Twitter, Instagram. Listen to our podcast. Buy our hats if you want one. Believe. Got to give a shout-out to Believe. Brought to you by Believe, the number one podcast for professionals. And, of course, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.